This is episode 119 of the Andrew Hines Real Estate Investing Podcast. Welcome to episode 119 of the Andrew Hines Real Estate Investing Podcast. Today, I have Paula McFarland and Jake Taylor on the show. You might know their company name, Tartan Developments. Paula and Jake are absolutely crushing it. They previously mentored under Stefan Arneo. And uh, like many people who have coached under Stefan, they are moving quite quickly, quite aggressively, and they're very savvy. And uh, so today's episode, we talked about development. We talked about infill development. We talked about converting commercial units, converting residential units, and uh, everything in between. So Paula and Jake aren't afraid to get into working with uh, urban planners, working with the city on planning and development to get the use of their building changed. So they actually talk about a specific case study in this episode about how they're dealing with heritage on a fourplex with one unit that's going to be an office space. So it's really interesting to hear from people who have dug into the nuts and bolts and share that wisdom on this show. Uh, Paula and Jake keep their options open as to how they're going to create cash flow on deals. And uh, they've got some really good case studies that they shared with me on this episode. And I'm excited for you to hear about that. Um, I'm really looking forward to hearing more from Paula and Jake, and I'm hoping to actually have them on a future live stream. So I've done a couple of these live episodes so far. Um, what I'm going to be looking to do is add in a couple of presentation style episodes, and I think I'm going to have them back for one if we can set up a time and a date that works. Before we get into today's episode, if you could kindly take a moment and hit that like, notification, and subscribe button, and leave me a comment and let me know what you think. It just helps more people to find the show. If you're an audio listener, I'd greatly appreciate it if you could take a moment and rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. And if you're new to the show, I recommend you head right back to episode one so that you can get really comfortable with the nuts and bolts. We dig into it very heavily in those first 10 episodes. So with no further ado, please enjoy episode 119 with Paula McFarlane and Jake Taylor. Hello and welcome to the Andrew Hines Real Estate Investing Podcast. I have Jake Taylor and Paula McFarlane on the show. Tartan Developments is your company, right? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Anyways, welcome uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. It's nice to finally meet you uh, digitally. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, Thank thanks, you. Andrew. Thanks for having us. Yeah, do you guys mind just uh, sharing a little bit about what you do as investors? Because I really don't know the full story. I know you're involved in a lot of things. I see your name floating around, names floating around, but but I don't know the story. A uh, little backstory. So we, we got into real estate uh, late 2019, um, kind of full-time. I am still working my full-time job, but... Um, we are, are, uh, working full time. Um, so yeah, we, it all started, we both wanted to get out of our, our job. Um, I work as a paramedic just wasn't working out and we needed an outlet. We both loved real estate. So we, um, we'd done a few things on our own, like live in flips and stuff like that. Um, at that time. And then we decided, um, let's do this full time and wanted to hire a coach. We looked around, uh, ended up hiring, uh, Stefan Arneo. Um, in late 2019, unfortunately, uh, he passed away, uh, early guess 2020, right? Yeah. Uh, nice. so we worked with him for a few months, which was great. Uh, really, really kickstarted us. And, um, so now we're, we're, uh, doing a little bit of everything, I guess. Um, started out doing a couple of flips. Uh, we did a couple, uh, secondary unit conversions. Um, I think now we're, we're mostly focusing on, um, the the two units cash flow wise isn't really working out for us, so we're we're looking at um, bigger conversions, uh, three or four units, uh, maybe take a commercial building and convert that to residential, 
Um, what else are we doing, Paula? We're also doing... Uh, we're still doing flips. Like We like to do flips. Yep. We like that active income, especially because we're trying to get Jake out. So I was a paramedic as well. Um, I, I was on maternity leave till the end of 2020. And I just, I didn't go back to, um, emergency services. So, um, and now I'm actually working as a realtor. I kind of started that path just to have like access to information. And because we were planning on flipping, you know, 12, 15 properties a year, I'm like, well, why wouldn't I make that commission as opposed to paying a realtor? Although our realtor was my mom. So (laughs) it wasn't, uh, it wasn't, you know, terrible, but, um, that has turned into like a full-time, a full-time job now. So, yeah. Are you working for other people too? Yeah. Yeah. Like, was that intentional or that just sort of happened? It kind of happened. So happened quickly too. Yeah. Like a lot of people would see like, Hey, I saw you guys on YouTube and, um, you know, like, can you be my realtor (laughs) kind of thing? So, um, but it's been good. Like I I actually really enjoy it. I wish I did it, you know, years sooner, but I don't think that it would have gone as well, not having the investing background for sure. So, well, that is, that is a key differentiation. I think that's an important one too. Like, although the, it's catch 22, right? Cause if your realtor is also an investor, they want to take the good deals. Yeah. <laughs> well, that looks like a good deal. I think I'm going to have to take this yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. We have like the majority of my clients are looking for duplex conversions, which I think we've kind of like, I don't want to say move past that, but we find those numbers very challenging, um, especially yeah, on are. MLS. So. We're in, we're in London. Um, so yeah, with the, with the two, the, the purchase price of uh, single family homes and, and uh, just having the, the two units is, is the numbers are tough uh, here for us. So we're kind of, that's, we're open to it, but we're kind of moving away from that and just starting to to look at, um, like I said, bigger bigger conversions and also um, uh, some severances and purpose built uh, builds and new construction as well. I like it. So you guys got into the technical. Did you did you learn that through Stefan, or did you already have that sort of underway when you started that coaching? We like so we had done quite a few live in flips, and in, in all honesty, we didn't know any other way to do it. You know, it was like, okay, well, we, you know, we can buy this house, renovate it, live here. Like we didn't know about financing deals outside of like traditional lenders. Even when we started, we did a couple like non-living flips and we were able to like qualify for the mortgage on that and our primary residence and just did it that way. Um, But it was like a one at a time type thing. Right. And then we had two at a time and we used a partner. Um, So that was kind of like where like our limit was. And then like learning from the coaching and, and private money and stuff like mm-hmm. that is, is kind of how we, we started to grow a little bit more. Yeah. Okay. Um, now when you talk about the flips that you're doing, give me an example of the type of house you're looking for, what you're looking to do and what kind of numbers are in that for you? Sure. So we, we, I like a big transformation. Um, for me, it's like the bigger, the better. So like the crappier, the house, the better, obviously every flipper likes the crappy house, but um, we're, we're aiming for, you know, like a plus a, a plus neighborhoods. Um, so we can get away with doing, you know, a bit more of a renovation and still getting that, the value, um, afterwards. So, um, yeah, like we're, we're doing like everything. So we'll do, you know, all new wiring, all new plumbing. It's essentially a brand new house, like a yeah. roof if we have to, Yeah, we, we don't I, really have limits. We've so. had pretty good luck with that. But I mean, the market's definitely helped us out, uh, the way things are now, I think, I think if we were really to scale a, a, a like a flipping business, I think we would focus on um, the kind of like the average home price and be in there, even though London's kind of crept up there now. But I'd say like a year ago, we would kind of, if I think I was going to scale a business, I would, I would, I would shoot for the the median price range, of like the four to 500. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Well, we're, we're a little bit higher than that here in London. The last one we sold, we sold for like six fifty. Um, so kind of that range, but, uh, yeah, so what would that be? Big what would that be? Is it a bungalow, you know, 1200 square foot? Is it a two story? Like what, what kind of house are you buying as a product to, to flip? Um, we don't really have like a, a limit really. It comes down to if the numbers are going to yeah. work. So we'll basically, we'll flip anything. So there that, have been the, bungalows. There have been, yeah, the have, last have you one flipped was any 3000 square foot houses? Not no, that big no, yet. No, 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 I haven't done that. I, They've I, been, uh, I do have my eye on a few off markets. <laughs> yeah. The biggest one is probably like 2000 square feet. Yeah. Nothing, nothing major. So or I think it was like 2,400. So, yeah. Okay. And uh, I, I noticed you're talking about severances. You're talking, and I know Paula, I've even seen you randomly in the London free press, making a comment on something. <laughs> and I sent it to you. <laughs> yes. I'm like, I was thinking this too. Um, yeah. <laughs> these numbers don't make sense. These laws don't make sense. Like no one's going to be able to do this. Um, so where did you start kind of digging into the specific bylaws uh, that allow for secondary dwelling units and looking into the bylaws of, you know, planning uh, and development so that you can start severing lots. I think we've always just been interested in that. And actually our very first flip that we didn't live in was a flip with a, a severance. Mm-hmm. Um, and like growing up, my dad had converted, we lived, I grew up in a small town. We had like 150 acres of property behind our house. And my dad turned like the end of the street into a subdivision essentially he subdivided i think it was like seven or eight lots off of it and so that was just something like that that's how i grew up like that was just that yeah was so you had some exposure to it and when yeah. we when we started the like kind of our journey um you know we, we signed up and we were gonna start out flipping but our goal is always or for me anyways has always been like new construction infill development and uh we just kind of grown over the, over the last little bit and and that's kind of where we're we're focusing now and it's super interesting. And I think, I think we've learned, we have um, a couple of projects on the go now that we're using um, like a professional planner. So he's teaching us a lot. Um, just like reaching out to, I, I um, reached out to Ryan Carr. I know you've had him on the show. Mm-hmm. He was able to, to, to get on a call with us and he helped us out with one of the projects too. So just learning from other people, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's important to, to take those opportunities to, to work with planners. Like anytime I've had a chance to, and I do now a lot work with planners just in the new construction side of things. Yeah. So kind of yeah, seeing how they work, seeing the questions yeah. they ask or the, the things sure. that they, they uh, see are important. And yeah, yeah just like ex- anytime you have an opportunity to get that experience, it just, it sticks with you. Yeah. It's been great too. And, and just getting like answers to your questions are, uh, mm-hmm. they're a lot of, a lot quicker uh, yeah, with or, the city and stuff like that. So. They, and with their experience, right. We'll see something and be like, is this possible? And he'd be like, Oh yeah, I've done a couple in that neighborhood. Yeah, it's possible. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, like we, for example, we just bought a property uh and it's a 52 foot lot uh with the house, the existing house is crowded to the one side. So um it leaves two 26 foot lots. And I would have thought, oh no, they wouldn't they wouldn't go for that, right? 26 foot lot, that's pretty small. Because for uh, that zoning, I think it says it has to be 40 feet frontage. Yeah. So we'll need a minor variance, but he said, Oh yeah, I've done a couple in that neighborhood just like that so i was like well let's give it a try right so that's the key part right i've had that yeah. exact same thought right if the bylaw says you need 40 and and i've seen lots where there's a house on one side but i wasn't sure that it was going to work and i've just passed them up and that's the yeah. difference between having that good advice like if you could speak with that person and say oh you've done this this works okay let's try yeah, it. yeah uh, as, as long as you've got a contingency plan right you can renovate yeah, that actually, house and just resell it if you need to yeah we we didn't buy it for like oh we want that lot it was just kind of like okay like, like once we mm-hmm. bought it, saw it, we're like, let's, I, cause when we bought it, honestly, I didn't, I didn't think it would be possible. Cause I was like, ah, it'd be too small, I think. Right. So, and we actually passed on one 
in that same neighborhood that I was like, oh, no way. Like, we'll need a minor, like, need a minor variance, all this stuff. But that's what I'm learning is that's kind of the norm, right? So we'll need a minor variance on this one. And that if we had bought that one that I passed on, it would have been would have been great. We would have yeah. been able to. And that was all like about a, learning. That right? was a, t- a tear down. So, yeah. <laughs> so the one you're doing now, where you would need a minor variance, do you have a contingency plan if you don't get that? Yes. Yeah, for sure. It's so, uh, you go ahead. Sorry. Well, our initial plan when we bought it was actually to build a coach house at the back of the property on that side um, because the. Like we always try, you know, see like, can we convert the house to two units? Can we add that third unit? Although London, that was my thing so in the London Free Press. Podcast, I think, <laughs> yeah, for that yeah. One. Um, they're not, you know, they're not um, too too keen on the whole um, coach house thing. Um, as a well, third they make unit. it really hard, right? They don't say no. They just make it so hard that you'd be insane to try. Exactly, yeah. you'd be Impossible pushing your business work, uphill, yeah. as Matt McKeever sure. says, and you don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sure. Yeah, like the risk really isn't yeah. isn't there but anyway yeah. um, you can build in the backyard though i've done that yep. i yeah, built so a second unit in the backyard plan. was yours attached or not attached yeah i attached it with a five foot breezeway like okay, just cool. nice. yeah. just just to avoid that conversation because if it's detached then you need to get site plan approval yeah and they're going to want to look at the character and make sure it fits and uh, anytime anyone says site plan approval <laughs> like the juice better be worth the squeeze because if you're not planning to make a ton of money it's not worth the headache and we actually experience. uh it's funny you said that we just locked out. We got a call from our planner uh, last week and he's like, I got good news. Uh, so we're converting a commercial building to four units. And he said in his experience with the over three units, they'll want site plan approval, but he gave us a call and he's like, good news. They don't want to do site plan approval. So we got, we got to uh, go right ahead. Yeah. We'll go right permits. ahead just for permits. So it's, that's insane. Cause yeah. I've, everything I've been told from the city is not a chance. Like even if you want to go for a duplex from a single family instead of converted, cause that's different, right? To go to yeah, a duplex yeah. versus a converted yeah. dwelling, which yeah. makes no sense to anyone listening. You're like, what? That's the same thing. No, legally, <laughs> those are two different things in London. One, you actually need site plan approval and you got to pay development charges. The other, <laughs> you yeah. can just yeah. convert uh, for sure. Nonsense doesn't make any sense, but here we are um the, the way they make that work so let's uh let's take a look at the the numbers just for a basic flip for you guys just because sure. i don't want to breeze past that yeah sure so we if can, you uh, buy something like do you have a recent one you've done yeah we just something? we just closed on one it's closing actually, today, today actually so we can yeah. do that one to purchase um, you're just you're no just it's the, we just sold it the, yeah. they're just closed okay. on a sale yeah all um, right so so what did you purchase it for so we bought it for 400 what was it like a, a bungalow like a, bungalow yeah, thousand, thousand square, square foot, foot. Yeah, yeah it's a very small bungalow we actually bought this one to convert to two units <laughs> so our intent okay. wasn't to flip this and then we're kind of like eh, but then the market get... saved you yeah oh, definitely. Saved us, yeah, yeah definitely yeah but we not were that like... you wouldn't have been okay anyway but it helped we, yeah we, we wouldn't figured... have been as profitable but yeah. uh yeah we when we got into it we we're like oh it's only going to be a it had a like, long story short it had a front porch that would have had to come off and a uh, an attached garage that would have to come off to uh, allow for egress windows so we would only got one bedroom out of it without doing all that so we're like let's just renovate it and sell it so yeah but we're we are kind of quick to do that stuff we're just like eh, okay change of plans like let's just we'll just sell it you know like yeah the numbers just- <laughs> the numbers still worked right so um yeah we were like let's just do that so um yeah so purchase price 400 okay uh reno was eighty six thousand. okay did that include carrying costs or carrying no, costs no yeah carrying, carrying costs were thirty nine thousand. uh carrying and uh like lender fee. yeah we use private money so there's some lender fees there Okay, lender, broker, all that stuff. Yeah. Okay, so thirty nine thousand for all that. How long did it take you? Uh, I think it with was... closing, it will be nine nine months. Nine months. Okay. So I think the project was like six, and then three month closing. Yeah, like we we started out down the path of uh, the 
converting it to two. Um, yeah. So we were a little bit delayed, like a month delayed starting. So it's, the project was, yeah, five mm-hmm. months and then three months closing. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So, so you had your reno, your carry. So you're in for $125,000 between all that. Yep. So 400 by, so now you're in for 525, including your carrying cost to the point of sale. Um, what did you guys end up selling it for? Uh, this is ridiculous, but we sold it for <laughs> 652, 800. And uh, what kind of realtor fees are you paying, Paula? Uh, so we, we, <laughs> we pay still her. pay me. <laughs> so uh, with HST, it was 29,506. That was 4%, um, two and two. Okay. So let's see here. So you're uh, six twenty three two ninety four after commissions, and then if we subtract what you're all in for the the five twenty five, that's a ninety eight thousand dollar profit. Ninety eight thousand yeah. minus uh, a little bit of like, like legal fees and stuff. We didn't like add that closing. in, but. right? Okay, so you're probably closer to like ninety seven thousand. Uh, yeah. Profit. So with the market that one there of like a twenty to thirty k profit turned into a. A 98k so like when so we you were planning that, 20 to 30k yeah, that was kind of yeah. like is that your bare minimum 20 bare minimum yeah 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 you got to be able to move a lot of them for 20 to make 20, sense right well yeah and we when we first started we we're like oh, we're going to do volume we're going to do 10 to 12 a year mm-hmm. um so that gets us kind of our our goal for income uh but yeah i probably i probably wouldn't i wouldn't do it for like unless it says 30 or more i wouldn't do it like 20 because you're it's easy to spend 10 grand more and then you're screwed right Right. And I, I remember I used to press Sean Allen, who also coached under, under yeah. Stefan Arnio. He's a coach uh, now, eh? him on that. Uh, Sean Blackheart, is a coach yeah. now? Yeah. yeah. Just, uh, yeah. Just last week. Oh, I didn't know he was doing that. That's, that's awesome. Um, anyways. Yeah. So I, I mean, I guess I just, I, I didn't understand it. I'm like, why do it? Why do it for 20? Like that doesn't make any sense. But when I've pressed him on it, he's like, no, that's an absolute worst case. He's like, you know, yeah. if I plan 20 often, I'm making 30 plus, for but sure. that's yeah. just like, I know, you know, if everything goes wrong, I'm making 20, which is a good way of looking at it. If everything goes yeah. wrong and I'm making 20, I'm okay. And I think a lot of people would, too. would probably try and flip with 20 K margin, not even know for sure that they're going to get that. Yeah, no, 20 is definitely, I think we actually say like 25 is like worst yeah. case. And we're, we're like 100% hands off now. So mm-hmm. it's 20, it's, you know, 20, 25,000. We, we literally did, you know, nothing. I mean, we took a little bit of risk on, but we always right. have yeah. like kind of a backup plan. So, you know, if we had to rent it, I mean, single family home is not going to cash flow, but. Like rent to own too, right? Yeah. But yeah, like we're, we're, I think we're uh, realistic too, in the, in the sense that if, if we start doing a bit of volume, there's going to be ones that you don't make money on. There's going to be ones that you lose money on, right? You just want to kind of mitigate that and not lose a ton. So, yeah, I don't ever want to lose, man. No, <laughs> we, no we don't want to. <laughs> I think it's bound to happen. I know. Uh, but if you're doing like, a lot of them, if you're doing 30 and you're wrong on one by a little bit, it's not a big exactly, deal. Right. Yeah. Um, how many are you doing in a year? Like how many projects? So we, so yeah, like I said, we started uh, 29, like I guess started 2020 and we're, uh, in the last, what's that been like a year and a bit? We're thir- 13 yeah. projects, I think. Not all of which are flips though. So some are flips, okay. um, some we're keeping. Um, okay. And then, yeah, that, that new, we have uh, two new constructions coming. If we get that severance, we have, uh, we'll be doing a purpose-built uh, single family with SDU. And then we have a uh, mixed use uh, new construction that we're doing this year too. So With SDU? SDU, sorry. Secondary, Secondary dwelling. Sorry, okay. sorry. I was like, STU, yeah. I'm not familiar with that. Um, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so it's it's actually uh, yeah, awesome. You can. I don't think a lot of people don't realize that you can build uh, a brand new construction with the secondary dwelling unit in and you get past all that bylaw garbage they have about the 2017 July 31st, however big it was then, you can only do 40% yeah. of that. Yeah, for uh, sure. And it's nice to have the, the purpose-built aspect too. Like the conversions, yeah. like 
we haven't done a whole whole lot of them, but you run into like retrofitting something, you run into yeah. a whole bunch of well, stuff, right? And it's just not like ceiling height and all that stuff. It's nice to be able to add the the nine foot ceilings in the basement if you're doing a basement unit. Oh yeah, yeah. Or you know, secondary dwelling unit, you can do it not in the basement. You can exactly. have it. You can have it in the side, or you can you can yep. take up a portion of the side of the house. So I think that certainly from a renter's standpoint, they're probably going to prefer to not fully be in a basement because right? you get more daylight. But otherwise, yeah. you do the raised, you know, raised with nine foot ceilings in the yep. basement. It doesn't feel like a basement. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's awesome. Now you, you mentioned Paula, I know you're not too pleased with the, the prospect of secondary units in London, just because of, of the price point you're buying at, of course, the cost of building them. Um, what, uh, what do you see happening from here? Like, how do you see growth happening? You guys talk about multi-units. Is that, is that the way to go? Um, what kind of profit are you able to, to create there or, or equity built in equity? Do you, do you see opportunity there? I think there's definitely more opportunity with more units and that just Mm -hmm. like, that's, it's pretty obvious, but like just adding that third unit makes a huge difference. Like you're now actually having, you know, positive cash flow, like reasonably positive, not just like a hundred bucks, a little bit of money in maybe not at all. Um, Mm -hmm. but that's the struggle here in London is finding properties that you can do that in. So, you know, you have to have either R3 zoning and any, pretty much anywhere in London. It's like they, went through and was like, okay, that lot is too narrow to be a triplex. So we'll make that R3 zoning. Perfect. So, you know, like they're, it's almost like they're purposely don't want, or if you do, you have to go through minor variances, which is never a guarantee. All it takes is, you know, a few neighbors to say like, no, 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 we don't want this. And it could end up at LPAT. So there it's, it's risky. Um, It's very difficult to find those properties that conform. Yeah. Like I have a R3 uh, zoned duplex that literally doesn't even meet the the land requirement for a duplex, let alone yeah, a exactly. triplex. So it's zoned yeah, R3. Stuff, you yeah. should be allowed to do a triplex. Can't even yeah. do a duplex. If I were to no. tear it down, I'd have to build a single family home. I think even if I tried to do tear it down, I'd have to get a minor variance to build a single family single home. Family. That's it. Yeah. yeah. There's a yeah. lot that are, yeah, the, the frontage eh, is, uh, is tough. The frontage so. is small. The and lot is small, especially lot downtown size. lots. Downtown yeah. lots. And that's where all the essentially... Mostly all, all the, in London, like all the, the R3 zoning is, is uh, kind of congregated around downtown for sure. A little bit of yeah. uh, old East is, is R3 too, but they're all small. They're well. all very narrow. So yeah. it's, and some, some in old South too, but again, very narrow. Yeah. So it's tough. So you've got to, you got to find a needle in a haystack to, to be able to find a lot that's big enough to allow for three units. Yeah. But the, the challenge is sure. Yeah. You could get, you could get extra cash flow, but when you do regular triplex zoning, like if you build a new construction triplex, you're paying for three units in development charges. So for anyone not familiar with that, development charges are what you pay the city really for no reason at all. You'd need, I'm going to build a triplex. So they're like, okay, well, pay us $20,000 a unit or, or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. I think for a single family home in London right now, it's like almost $40,000. I could be yeah. wrong. No, I haven't looked at no, it in a while. Yeah, I could be wrong too, but I want to say it's like 31 now, but I've looked yeah. at a lot of... No, you, that like actually is probably it, more so. accurate but yeah it's in the 30s wrong. somewhere yeah for sure yeah. it's a lot it's so, so lot. yeah it's just a check you're writing to the to the government and then you pay your permit fees on top of that and potentially parkland dedication fees and whatever yeah. else yeah. all these fees <laughs> that they charge you to build so how are you still able to make the numbers work if you're doing that or are you are you finding something that's a duplex and then just paying one development charge to turn it into a triplex like how does that process work so we haven't actually found like that scenario. Um, like I think the best scenario close to that, that we have is we found it was uh driving for dollars. Um, mm-hmm. this big, beautiful was like a purpose built, um, semi back in 18, 
1874, actually. Um, but it's currently used as office space, but it's zoned R3, which can do up to a fourplex and the lot frontage. It was like, it's 70 feet wide by 200 feet deep. It literally is like the perfect, it's like the perfect conversion. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, yeah, that like, that's probably our best bet, but we will have to pay. We'll pay through no two, two. development charges because yeah. as when it was built, it was built as two um, semis, but it's currently used as one office now. Okay. So and that, we will get away with, yeah. well, we're going to fight for it to, to have it count as two developments and then we'll yeah. have to pay two. And that was the one that we uh, just got news that we don't need site plan. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty awesome. Especially you're, you're converting from com- commercial use uh, yeah. to mm-hmm. residential. What happened to London? They're just all of a sudden okay with this now? I, I don't know. It's the first one. So we're not questioning we'll it. Yeah. We <laughs> we're have, just going to run. Yeah, we'll see. We have the other, <laughs> with the other one going on the, uh, we're trying to do a, well, a mixed use new construction, but the, the, the property there is a single family and it's heritage, uh, which we designate. No, no, it's not, it's not designated, but registered, registered or something or listed or whatever. So, uh, we're going to see, they might make us keep a a wall or so of that one, but is is it, is it in a heritage area or it's actually on the list? It's on, uh, it's in a heritage area. So it's like right downtown. It's, It's um, Piccadilly and St. George. Yeah. It's like falling apart too. It's terrible. Yeah, that's that's silly when that stuff happens. Well, yeah. we didn't know that it was heritage. So like it came on the market, wasn't holding offers. We could basically jumped at it. Mm-hmm. Like the area itself, it's got BDC zoning. So like we could there had it has tons of uses. Um it was just a very cool property. So anyway, we we got it under contract and uh like we had a conditional offer on it. We got really lucky actually. So he signed he couldn't get a hold of the seller. Um, so he signed it back to us, um, to changing the irrevocable and gave us like 36 hours. So like, this is like, this is like, I don't even know when this was, uh, was January or yeah. February. So it was like super, super hot market. And now we have third, you're giving us like more time to, mm-hmm. to make the decision here. So we called our planner and, you know, kind of came up like our worst case scenario and does that work? And it did. So anyway, we, but we checked. So London has like a list. Um, a register yeah, on I've the website list, list yeah so, so we've checked the list yeah. and it's not on there so we're like but it's oh, in the perfect. area it's yeah. there's also a map you there's a map check. yeah, yeah i checked that map now i've yeah, I spent the map. time on we all checked those. the map now yeah. um so we didn't we weren't anticipating you know mm-hmm. maybe like having to deal with heritage and uh, like i i love saving old houses like i i absolutely love to i would save all the old houses if i could um but this one has like I do not have that feeling here. Like this yeah. has like don't zero. To be yeah. yeah, this one has like zero what, heritage what attributes. Like a I don't know. It's a little cottage, like Ontario cottage. But, but it's, oh, I did on Ontario cottage heritage protected. I did one of those. Yeah. So it's it's falling apart. It's uh, like crawl space foundation. So it's it's, it's yeah. Well, it's been vacant for probably ten years. If you if you Google map it, you can't even see can't it. Even I sent, see it, yeah, I sent it to someone, and they're like, "Oh, you bought a jungle because like she street viewed it, mm-hmm. and it was like just all bushes around it. Like we didn't yeah. even know it was there, and we know the city pretty well. So yeah, but going back to uh, on that one too, just like um, we're using a planner on that one, and super imperative because we would have just we would have been lost yeah. without the planner. Yeah. So like our first plan was to do two units in the house and add a coach house. Um, and okay. then the, they were like, no, you can't do a coach house. It can only be an existing structure. Yeah. And we were going to try new. for uh minor variance on the, cause you're familiar with the 40%, but then that 40% can be, has to accommodate both the secondary and extra unit. Um, but we're going to do minor variance and try that. But they were like, no, you can't do a, um, 
a dwelling in a new structure. Like it has to be an existing structure to be mm-hmm. detached. So we were like, mm. but you can do it as an addition, but yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. But not a third unit. Yeah. So we were talking this like third, third, oh, a third, third unit, units, right? Yeah. And this was kind of like when we purchased yeah. this, this is when um, all that stuff came out. London had it written in their um, official plan, but it was kind of like vague. And we we're like, oh, let's do this. It's coming. We were we, like, we were ready to, to yeah. just start putting them in like all of our two unit properties. We were ready to start throwing yeah. the third. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think uh, that's happening anytime soon. So that's why London, London basically just does it because the pr- province mandates that they have to, but they don't really yeah. want to do it. So no, they, no, they, they make no it interest. hard yeah. because they don't 100%. want you doing it. Yeah. I, I emailed every counselor and the mayor just like I was trying because I don't think they fully understand what they're what they're asking in their bylaw. Like, I don't think the counselors have any clue and they don't because when they replied to me, it was like, no, that you're like, you're missing the point. And I think only five got back to me. And uh, it was pretty clear though, that like they don't, they don't want it. it. Yeah. I I just want to compare when you're, when you're closing something, I I remember like any time I've ever written, written an offer and got it accepted. I get this like queasy feeling. Oh, did I check everything? Did I, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) what if I missed something and really just screwed myself? Um, because I've, I've made so many mistakes. Maybe, uh, maybe you guys can't relate to that, but, uh, <laughs> so, so I, I, you know, as, as my protocol, I will check the heritage list. I'll be checking, you know, is there any indication this is heritage? I'll Google the address and type in marijuana and see if there's yeah. a list somewhere. For sure. I've, yeah. I've done that, uh, accidentally bought one of those one time and then found oh. out the day, two days before closing when the title insurer for me found the listing of the grow up and said they won't insure it. Oh, and no. uh that's actually why i didn't buy it otherwise i otherwise i would have bought it and i would have got yeah. myself into trouble so yeah um so uh you know just just little things like that so yeah making sure that i google the property if there's any people to ask if you got a planner or whatever do you do you guys have a similar process that you're following every, every time you're buying something yeah 100 yeah. yeah i mean some are probably less um but we know we, when they're downtown we you we, we do a very thorough although obviously not thorough enough on this one that we got but um we did not know about this map i thought the list was like you know all inclusive for sure yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's not yeah. updated so yeah, yeah we go through, gotta watch out for the blackfriars area they yes, they have the we same just thing avoid, we, we avoid conser- the black- yeah or uh, uh, conservation? conservation avoid, avoid that, yeah. like if it says yeah. floodplain yeah don't even bother if oh it, that's the if, other thing on my tick list i i've done so much oh, yeah. in the floodplain though i i know mark snow cell in in upper thames and yeah yeah so you get to know these guys and you kind of figure out what you can do what you can yeah yeah we um, just avoid we actually had a really bad experience really with bad experience. upper thames just like a, it was a personal okay. property but uh we kind of it was it was a pain in the butt. So we just kind of avoid that now. Yeah. Actually, but I mean, what you, what you are avoiding is still an opportunity, right? For sure. Is, yeah. Yeah. I Absolutely. did a heritage it's... property in the upper Thames. Floodplain. <laughs> that's like, yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, and, and it was my most profitable run. deal ever. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Nice. Nice. Ever. Yeah. But yeah, we, uh, yeah, we kind of look at that stuff too. We'll go like, you run your numbers, you check zoning. Um, yeah. Like heritage, obviously uh, conservation authority, all that stuff for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's helpful because the city has these in most cities do like an interactive map that shows you the yeah. floodplain. It shows you the heritage protected areas. Um, and you can see the different zones and click on them and see, see what they are and then click to the, the write up to, yeah, so you can read it and interpret it. Uh, yeah. so there's obviously it's work, but you can do it. And a lot of people don't want to do it. So there's the opportunity for sure. If, yeah. if you're willing to become an expert in it. Yeah, absolutely. So what's the plan w- with this one that you're working with, a uh, with a planner on what's the plan there so we have we have two that uh three well the severance we're using a planner but that's that's pretty simple um the four unit conversion uh that paul mentioned was a, a large commercial building putting four residential units in um the planner's just helping with that 
That's um, not the jungle one. Which one? No, was the jungle. One? So the jungle one. Yeah. So back to the jungle one. It was initially we were going to do uh, rebuild uh, the existing single family home with a secondary dwelling and then do a coach house on the property for a third unit that kind of got scrapped. Uh, so now we're doing uh, the zoning allows for a mixed use. So we're going to do uh, hopefully um, three residential units and one uh, like office space. And we're going to use the office for ourselves. So that's the, that's the plan okay. right now. They're drawing up uh, concept drawings and, and presenting it. So is that not the heritage one, the one in the jungle? It is. It is yeah. yeah. <laughs> but our planner said it's, so yeah, it's a listed property. So we likely won't be able to tear it down, but we will be able to do a major renovation. So, okay. So, but it's set up with a storefront already. No, no it's, it's a, it's a, a family home. It'll be like basically okay. brand new. And like, I, yeah. I mean, I don't know what it's going to actually look like, but I envision like, like the, basically the office space is just to satisfy the zoning. So we'll do a small office space and then kind of cantilever mm. over. So we have the units above um, okay. and more room. And then, and then parking is an issue too. So um, yeah, we'll need a minor variance for parking as well, but there is a decent amount of spots. You guys um, are fearless. So you're just yeah. ready to do all this. No, this one this was one, like, yeah. <laughs> well, once you buy it, what do you do? Right. So uh, yeah, you gotta make, you gotta make lemonade yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. But no, it's, it's a, it's a good opportunity. Um, we'd like to do something that's uh, uh, pretty neat architecturally too. So we're okay. pretty excited about it. So you're using uh, a planner on yep. your typical project, like say the one that you're going to convert the, uh, into a fourplex or the, you, know, you said it was commercial. You're going to create it into four units or yeah. potentially only two. Uh, that'll, no, be four. that'll be four. Yeah. That'll be four. Okay. So that one, can we go through the numbers and what that's going to look like? And then what the planners cost is in all of that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, sure. This is a, it's a big one. It's a big one. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't have a, we'll just do rough numbers just cause we, uh, we're just oh, waiting on permits on that. So, so what'd you uh, purchase it for? <laughs> was it nine, nine sixty. Okay. We got a 90% um, vendor take back. Oh, nice. Was this a listed property you said? No, this is a driving for dollars. <laughs> oh, okay. That's, that's how you make that one work. Um, okay. So we won't, we won't talk about financing yet, um, but we will build in the cost of the financing. Um, so what, what kind of reno are you figuring there? Like what kind of cost to do everything you want? Uh, to do? It should be around 250. 250. Yeah. Okay. So 250 and yeah, the building's then, in really good shape. It's just a matter of, uh, it's actually already like firewalled all the way up from the, uh, when it, it was built. Okay. Uh, so we'll just be creating those two, uh, or those four separate spaces. So, okay. So what will your carrying cost be to your figure? Oh, geez. I don't even know. Um, well, actually it won't be too bad at four and a half percent. I forget. What you do. Yeah. You're doing like, a cheaper mortgage. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it wouldn't have worked like, with with the private money that we use, it would have been a. We, a, we wouldn't have been able to. Do yeah, because we typically pay around four percent right off the top. So nine sixty four percent. That's a huge huge amount. So. Um, well, that that would yeah. be thirty eight thousand eight hundred and eighty in a year at four and a half percent. If you're doing ninety yeah. percent of your purchase yeah. price, and then yeah. you would have some taxes as well um, for the year. So say if it took you a year, you'd have I don't know what five thousand a year for taxes there. Well, actually, actually, <laughs> Andrew, interesting thing. Commercial tax is a uh, is a uh, insane. I think it's it's twenty thousand. Twenty thousand. But we can convert them back to residential, but yeah. they won't let you do it until Til the done. project is done. So okay, so yeah. twenty. So you're you're about sixty thousand dollars in carrying costs. Then we'll say, um, yeah. including an allowance for some insurance there. So yeah. we'll just call that sixty thousand. And then, um, what do you figure you're going to pay the planner to do all their work? It'll be between five and seven. Five and seven. And that, does that include any special reports? Like, do you have to do a traffic study, a noise study, any of that stuff? No, well, you're not doing a site no. plan, right? No, right. we got, yeah. So you're just going straight to zoning and just making the yeah. changes. Yeah. 
Okay. So if you were doing all that stuff, what do you think you'd get into? Uh, I think he said it would be, it could be up to like 12,000. Okay. That probably wouldn't include their, their studies though. The studies no, 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 just his, his work. Yeah. Like if, if you wanted to do a noise study, do you know how much you'd, you'd get into? It would be like a thousand bucks. Or... Uh, we, I don't know, even know. Cause we just looked into this for another project too. Yeah. And uh, I'm not really sure. Yeah. yeah. Or even traffic studies, all that stuff. I, Look, I feel like those are going to be a few thousand at least. Yeah. Like the, yeah. honestly, the only experience we've had with studies was on a conservation property and it was like well mm. over 30,000 with everything that they wanted. Yeah. Yeah. You just yeah. don't want to get into that. It's better uh-huh. to, if you're going to get into all that, do it on a big project because the cost will be the same. You'll, you'll yeah. pay the same amount for like 40 units versus for three. Exactly. Um, yeah. That's, that's why a lot of people don't try and tackle that for the small, the small houses. Um, okay. So if you were seven grand then for, for a planner, let's just uh, sum this all up. So you'll be in for about 1.277 million. So 1,277,000. What do you figure? Or, well, for one, are you going to keep that? Yeah, this is a bit of a bit of a passion project. So we're uh, we're going to leave some money in this one and and, and right. keep it. And uh, the plan now is um, probably going to try and B and B all the units. It's a good oh, location. Okay. It's uh, what's the major intersection there? It's Princess and Waterloo. Princess. Oh, so like downtown. Yeah. yeah. Ish. Yeah. Um, okay. So what do you think the value is when you're done? We I think we said. We'll have to look at our things. I I want to say it was like we said 1. 1.7, 1.6, 1.7. 1.6 probably, yeah. yeah. It's probably a little, little far-fetched, but... Um, the one thing about this property is that it's in the middle of a lot of larger buildings. So our plan is to get it up and running as four units and then mm-hmm. go for a rezone and try for four more units, which we would add, add on. At okay. least four more units. Yeah, we'll see. So what do you figure you're going to refinance that one at? Are you going to refinance it? Yeah. yeah 1.5, 1.6. I think it was higher. Was it? Okay. So say you got 1.6 and you're going to get uh, 75% of the, the new value. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you'll be at 1.2 mortgage. So you'll have about $77,000 left in that. Yeah. If that sounds about right. Um, okay. Let's, let's go through what you think you would earn on something like this. Uh, Paul, I'll let you take this one. She's got some, uh, yeah, some I don't good even plans have the calculator this. here, but um, oh no, I have the calculator here. I'll oh, just okay, ask yeah, you some basic just questions. To figure out so, like when we run our estimate for Airbnb, like we we go really light. Um, yeah, like we like when I do the numbers, I'm like, okay, a hundred dollars a night, which is ridiculously low. Like these will be like, these are nice. occupancy, or you'll do no, a night no, no, at like do, twenty. So I'll do seventy percent. Okay, um, occupancy. So equals a hundred a night times um, or. We'll, we'll call it uh, 30 days in a month times uh, 0.7, yeah. 70, 70%, and then times four units. So that's, so that's about 8,400 a month. Yeah, I think on on whatever yeah. we were doing before, I think so we, so we had like, like uh, 12,000. You had 12,000? Okay. Yeah. I think we had, uh, let's see I'll just adjust it. Yeah. So 12,000 is your estimate monthly. Because we figure long term, as a long term yeah. rental, they're going to be like two bed, two bath um units each one mm-hmm. um we figure like these are going to be like luxury units uh okay. 2500 a unit for long term so then we figured you know obviously a little bit more for airbnb yeah. i think we had but... around like 14500 for bnb 14 14500 oh if you did like yeah. just like a short short term yeah short like short term right yeah. okay whereas you'd be Furnished, closer yeah. to the more like 10000 if yeah. you did longer term airbnb yeah. 
Yeah. Um, okay. So I have it at 12,000. Let's sure. just, we'll sit it there for now. Um, taxes, once you've refied, you're going to be probably at 6,000 bucks or something like that. No, I think we be like, figured like eight or nine yeah. just to be on the safe nine. side. I like conservative uh, insurance, maybe 3000 for that. Yeah. Or, yeah. Okay. Um, maintenance, I'm going to say, um, 5% maybe. Yep. yep. That's going to be 7,200 a year. Uh, you're going to have some other costs associated with running, running it as an Airbnb, if you're going to do that. Yeah. But, uh, okay. So water on an annual basis, what do you think? Two grand, 2,500? Uh, yeah. 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 We're, uh, we're going to split everything too, just mm-hmm. so we can do, uh, we... set it up for a long term as well. But, uh, okay. yeah, if we're paying it all, yeah, probably around there. It's uh, it's a lot to split water meters out. You have to pay like a frontage fee for every single water meter that you have. It, it could be like $40,000 if you want four oh, shit, separate really? ones instead of 10,000, like something okay, well, stupid. We'll definitely well, be splitting yeah. gas and yeah, yeah split, split gas and, and, uh, and hydro that or yeah. Electric. Um, okay. So management, that's the thing that's going to be a bit more expensive if you're doing uh, Airbnb, right? Yeah. So we self-manage. We probably will self-manage this one, but we usually use like for a uh, long term, we use the 8%. Okay. But. I'll just throw that in there. Uh, and then you're going to have some miscellaneous, probably like a thousand dollars a year for just supplies and whatever yep. um, needed for, for that lawn cutting. You're going to have to do all that, right? Lawn cutting and snow removal. Yeah. Like 1200 uh, a year, maybe. Okay. All right. So th- that puts us, that's, those that's, are good numbers. You're at like a 6.79 okay. cap rate. <laughs> Your DCR works really well, which is the debt coverage ratio a bank would use uh, for anybody who's not familiar with that. Um, okay, so let's let's go ahead and figure out what your mortgage would look like. You'd probably be a twenty-five year, right? Unless yeah. you Our, unless you refinance with like CMHC insured and, and get a really good deal. Yeah, I haven't looked into that too much. Um, but we'll probably uh, just go for like an all yeah. honesty. I'd probably push for thirty. Here. Yeah. Some, sometimes they'll do that. Usually commercial, they'll, they'll limit you with, with 25. Actually, the other thing is because you actually have a store or a, like an office space, they, uh, they may want to actually knock your loan to value down. They may oh, want to get you. This is a different one. This is all residential. Sorry. Oh, this one's all res. Yeah, okay. this one's all sorry. Res, I yeah. was confusing them. You guys got way too much on the go. <laughs> so, okay. So <laughs> for this one <laughs> being all, being all residential. Okay. So we'll say, um, fourplex, you, you could actually finance that with a bank then just yeah, regular, yeah. regular bank financing. So 30 year, 2.2 or so, uh, percent maybe exactly we'll, to be conservative. So your net monthly cash flow on this, 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 you know, building that is now 1.6 million, your net cash flow would probably be around 4,000 bucks a month, 4,100. Is and that much? Well, that's as an Airbnb. Oh, as, as, an, Airbnb. as yeah. your Airbnb yeah, yeah. model, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause we figured and it could be more, right? If you term. get the 14,000, then it could be more, yeah. or if you're you know, down to 10, then it could be a little less, but, yeah. um, but yeah, it looks like there's a good buffer. And then if we want to look at the return, you know, your annual pay down is like 32,000 on that mortgage at a 30 year. And if it's 3% appreciation, that's 48 grand a year, it's increasing in value. So you're like $130,000 a year return on this uh, with 50,000 being cash flow, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, that's, uh, That sounds like a great investment. A, yeah. And it's, you know what, it's a, like, we, we, our goal is not to own like a hundred doors or anything like that. We just kind of want to have like a handful of like cool properties. That's kind of our goal. Yeah. Uh, right or wrong. I don't know if that's right, but, uh, I've always been like that. Yeah. Quality so this, over quantity. Exactly. exactly. And this, this building is beautiful and, um, yeah, it's not mm-hmm. going to be a perfect burr, but, uh, it's gonna be one we want to pass on to our kids and, and keep forever. So, yeah. But if you look at it, you got $77,000 into it. You're yeah. getting a fantastic return on your money. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Your money is returning. Uh, what does that work out to be? 
uh, if I if I actually put what your down payment is here, so seventy seven thousand. So you're getting more than a hundred percent on your money. So yeah. that, that's that's not bad. I mean, if yeah. if you got to put money to work at a hundred percent plus, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, you know, it sounds like you guys are really savvy. Like you, you know what you're doing, you know, your market really well. Um, obviously that didn't happen overnight, right? You guys put in the hard work for this. Yeah. 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 yeah we've actually, uh, we've actually looked at other markets and it kind of, uh, like just to kind of branch out and it's, it's tough to, to feel comfortable in those markets, right? Like whereas London, we know we're familiar with all the areas of town and, and, yeah. um, values and stuff. So it's, it's tough to, to branch out. Um, uh, cause we actually looked at branching out to do, uh, to a city that allows the, the coach houses, but, uh, it's tough. It's tough to, it's just well, you have to learn everything, so. right? You have, to, learn yeah. everything. You have yeah. to start from scratch. And I know the exact feeling cause London is my investing home and i you know, to go somewhere else and learn everything from scratch sucks. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's just so we don't have work. time, honestly. It's, uh, yeah, that's another tough, thing. So. Like we've, yeah. we've gotten really good this year at delegating. So like our, our focus for, for our business is we find deals and we raise the money. Like that's it. Mm-hmm. That's all we do. Everything else somebody else does like yeah so pretty any, pretty much everything else any there's a couple things there, or so, anything yeah. like that like it's just like well for one i hate bookkeeping like i mm-hmm. i would never do it i would just sit because i hate doing it so like stuff like that we just made sure we know we know our strengths we know our weaknesses and we made sure that we found strong people to take over our weaknesses so that's awesome. And what about as far as trades go? Uh, have you found a general contractor that works really well, or are you guys yep. GCing it yourself, or how you? No, do we when we first started, uh, we uh, GCed ourselves, and it, it wasn't. Uh, it's not my strong point. I don't think mm-hmm. uh, wasn't super efficient. Um, so now we, yeah, we have three three companies, three uh, contractors, contractors that we use, um, and so far so good. They're they've all been really great. So where'd you find them? So one was pure fluke um he dated like a step cousin and overheard us talking about a flip at christmas um and he reached out and was like oh you know i have a contracting company like let me know if you need a hand and and we were like okay yeah you know sure Mm -hmm. we'll we'll have you come and we'll meet you kind of thing and then once we met with them and he went over a project with us we're like this guy's good like like we got really lucky with him so we've used him for like a year now and he's uh he's been amazing like Mm -hmm. absolutely amazing Um, the other, so do you yeah. give a detailed scope or, or do you guys just have a working understanding of what it is you're looking for? I mean, how we, does that so price work? We're, we're kind of like bo- boring in the terms of like, he knows, like, we're going to use, you know, this material here. Like we, we have everything down now. Like we use all the same stuff we have like for flip quality and like mm-hmm. our rental quality. Um, and so it, like, really he knows he can just kind of run with it and then he'll ask us if there's something, mm-hmm. I don't even know, like something unusual you know like yeah so we, we'll bring him in um and he'll give us like a, a rough like when we're about to purchase it or before we purchase it he'll give us a rough idea on on costs um and then if that works for us we just go ahead and and uh mm-hmm. um yeah he's he's fair honest with his pricing so we just uh he'll just invoice us we don't uh okay to quote the whole job yeah we have another company that quotes the whole job too so yeah you know what i almost like that i know so many people want this certainty I mean, for me, it's hard to articulate every last detail that we're going to want to do. So, I mean, how could I even believe a final number that they give me? What if they open up a wall and they find something, right? Like, you know, they don't know any more than I do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I also feel like when you get that whole price up front, they're creating that buffer for themselves so that they don't, Mm -hmm. you know, so like how big of a buffer are they creating there? So if we were doing Mm it, you know, piecemeal, could we get that down a bit? (laughs) I think that there's money to be saved by doing it in piecemeal, but it depends on how they price. I mean, 
I prefer just the transparency of, of knowing, you know, what they want to make if they, if yeah. they would just be honest about that. I mean, some of them kind of get at that. Like most of the people who work for me, I know what they'll bill on an hourly, but it doesn't mean they won't price me on jobs, but I yeah. kind of, if it's a simple job that they can price, I'm fine with that. If they, if they yeah. can do it really fast and it's worth more then I'm fine with that. For sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I try, I try and make it a win-win, right. Cause then they, yeah. they're happy. They want to work with you. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And like our big thing is quality. Like mm-hmm. I have pretty high standards. Like I, it has to be pretty close to perfect um especially on the flip yeah i mean rentals too but I, i'm like a little bit more lenient mm-hmm. that way but um when it comes to a flip it has to be spot on so we're we're pretty picky with who we're who we work with and yeah. um okay. like it, when, as we've as we've grown a bit like we've started uh like branding and putting our name on things it's just an anonymous uh people doing the the work right so we've kind of uh put our name on things and we want the quality to be top notch for sure yeah that's awesome well it seems like you guys are making waves um, is there anything you'd like to to share? I'm just, you know, kind of before we wrap up here, words of wisdom, thoughts that, you know, for the various listeners and viewers that are are watching this episode. Paula, words of wisdom? Um, I think honestly, like just like jump in and do it. Um, I mean, don't just dump, jump in, like run your numbers, jump in and do it. Get Get experts to help you. There's lots of people who will help you. There's lots of videos on YouTube, podcasts, yep. like all this stuff. There's mm-hmm. so much information out there. Um, for us, like coaching was a huge factor for us. Um, yeah, we wouldn't be where we are today without coaching. Absolutely and that, not. and for us, we wanted speed, you know, like we're a little bit older. We're not in our twenties. We're, you know, almost 40. We, you know, we have a goal of getting Jake out of his job. Now is both of us out, but now Jake out of his job by the end of the year. And so our thought process was how can we do this the fastest way possible? Mm-hmm and making the least amount of mistakes possible. So, well, it seems like you're doing a, doing a good job of it, especially in a very difficult market like London where everything's just going up in price so much. So yeah, it sounds there's like still you, opportunity. You just have yeah, to maybe work just a little tougher, harder. Yeah. yeah. You got to drive for dollars a little bit more for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> so when you're driving for dollars, you're just taking down, taking down addresses and looking them up or are yeah. you, so because you can our, look up who owns it, right? With exactly. Your... Yeah. So, but our two, like our youngest kids, we have four kids. Our youngest two would only nap in the car. So I did a lot of driving for dollars. I would yeah. put them in their car seats, go for a two hour drive around the city and just have mm. my phone on notes and talking to my phone. So yeah, that's... I have a list like this, <laughs> like a huge list. That's awesome. So you, yeah. you just segment your week and you have a certain portion of time that you use for following up on those leads. Yeah. And we try to, we, now we kind of shifted to looking for multifamily. So if I see, you know, two meters or three meters or whatever, like those are the ones that I'm targeting. I mean, obviously if I still see like a p- good potential flip, I'll, I'll go off for that too. But I find mm-hmm. that the multifamily seems to be a little bit easier. Cause I think you get a lot of landlords who are like, yeah, I'll sell now. Like, yeah. Like the market's yeah. going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. They know the market's great. So I want to want to mm-hmm. get some cash out. Yeah. Um, on the opposite. I don't want to have cash. Like I'm getting more cash out. Like I, I just, yeah, I want to, I want to get it to, uh, to work and something else. Cause all my stuff sure. is student rentals. So I've been selling off some of that Yeah, uh, to put into stuff that's, you know, maybe hedged against if school doesn't start up next September. Mm. That's yeah. one other story too, eh? <laughs> yeah. We, we didn't go down that rabbit hole today. No, I thought we were going to. I think I do okay. that enough. I think yeah. I do no, that I enough. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, anyways, where do people reach you if they uh, if they want to follow up and learn more? So um, I'm relatively active on social media, mostly Instagram. So we're at tartan underscore developments. Um, and then our email is info at tartandevelopments.com. And How'd we have a website too. 
Uh, so my, my last name's McFarlane, um, Scottish background. My grandma always made sure that we had a piece of McFarlane tartan. So, okay. And I like it. It's like, it's strong. It, you know, um, and I think too, like, I always think of like, it's like, you know, every family has their own unique tartan. Um, that's like, you know, all these pieces wove together, woven together to make like this unique family brand. And for us, we want to build single family homes. So it kind of works. That's deep. awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's kind I of, I think like, so it'd be like, tartan you know, was a pattern cloth consisting oh, of I didn't know that either. Plaid, plaid is tartan. <laughs> I didn't know yeah. that either. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know. So, no, either did I. Yeah. But we always had, plaid. yeah, it does. Yeah. We always, tartan is like the proper name for it, yeah. I guess. But, um, my grandma always made sure that we had something tartan. Like everyone had, you know, we always had kilts growing up yeah. or a scarf or something. So it just, I don't know, it's familiar. And I think it's a strong. Awesome. Strong oh, it sounds, yeah. sounds she named good. it, obviously. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are, are you guys still coaching under, under uh, Arneo's outfit with a yeah. different coach? Yeah. We're yeah. with Razna. Okay. Yeah. And we, I, I'm not uh, familiar with all of them, but I, I have uh, spoken with a few of them. I spoke with Stefan as well. I had the, the, yeah, the yeah. fortunate opportunity to speak with him at one point. Sure. So that yeah. Was, yeah. And we're, um, we have a, like a business coach too and, and consultant, uh, Elizabeth Kelly. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're working with Elizabeth. She's, yeah, yeah. She's helping us with some stuff. So nice. Yeah. I mean, you guys are off to the races when you're getting all that, that, uh, wisdom. It's hard it's hard to screw it up. So yeah. not that, not that you're not doing a fantastic job, but <laughs> no. you, you, you stack the odds in your favor when you, when you get all this great wisdom and you guys like listening to you talk, like, you know, so much, you clearly know your game, which is, uh, it's awesome. I really liked seeing that. In Thank fact, I'd, I'd like to have you guys, like, I'm trying to figure this out because I've been doing some live episodes. I'd like to have maybe you guys, if you're open to it, come do a talk one day on, you know, topic about building your business and what you, what you're doing and, you know, teach a strategy. If you're open to it, sure. <laughs> we can sure, talk yeah, about that no, another time. That'd be awesome. That'd be thank awesome, you. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll chat about that, but uh, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. And I'm sure everyone listening is going to get a lot out of, the, out of this. Thanks, Thanks, Andrew. Thanks Love for your having podcast. us. Yeah, we do. Thanks for we having do. us on. Yeah. I look forward to every Sunday. <laughs> All right. Well, my pleasure. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Please make sure to share this episode far and wide. Help it help more people. I really appreciate you tuning in. Thanks. I'll see you on the next one. <laughs>